are listening to the Money Machine Podcast with Nicole McBee. Real financial conversations and advice on how to get your money right. Welcome to the Money Machine Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McBee, where we're having real conversations and giving advice on how to get your money right. So I'm going to jump right into it. Um, As I was talking um, to several individuals and we have these financial conversations year over year, month over month, Uh, we're in the month of November and we're getting ready to splurge on Thanksgiving. We just walked out of the Halloween activities and we have kids and family members um, ready for Christmas. And then we decide that we're going to save money at the top of the year, (laughs) which is unrealistic because we spend, 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 and then we hit the reset button on January 1st and we want to save and it's not realistic. So I'm going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to me, which is called income shifting. So take a moment, listen, listen with your inner ear, uh, because this is some good information for you to kind of just change your mindset about your money. Also change how you get money. So One thing I always like to talk about when I say income shifting is that you have to first, the first thing that you want to know in order to income shift is, again, mindset. And then secondly, you want to understand how you get your money. So most of us get our money from labor. So we exchange time for money. So we show up at a job and we work from nine to five. Not only are we exchanging time for labor, I'm sorry, we're exchanging our time for our labor, but we're also we're also exchanging our knowledge. We're solving a problem for some corporation. I get that from Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh, as long as you're solving a problem, you can make money. But at that time, you also have to know uh, the time is of the essence. That 8, 10, 12, 16 hours, uh, you're not going to get that back. And you really want to determine that monetary value for your time when you exchange it. So first, understanding the time for labor. The second thing, if you're an entrepreneur, you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm actually exchanging my talent. And Robert Kiyosaki said, we're truly not an entrepreneur until the money is making making itself. So I want to drop us in three different categories. Um, one of those categories, of course, is an employee. And an employee, uh, again, time for labor, time. So then there's um, the other one where there's entrepreneurs where we're self-employed. I know a lot of times we get confused by saying we're self-employed and we own the company, but we're, we're still exchanging time <laughs> and, and we're exchanging our time and, and we're offering a labor. Uh, and then there's investors. That's when the opportunity, when the money is working for itself. And that's where you want to get. And later in this podcast, I'm going to talk about um, taxes in those three brackets. So let me make sure that I'm very clear. There's the employee. Um, There's the self-employed, and then there's the investor. Um, And that investorship is very, very important to keep. So when I talk about these three different roles, I'm going to talk about four, in addition to that, I'm going to talk about four issues as it relates to cash flow. And this is where I get that income shifting from. So the very first issue, um, when you're ready to shift your income, a problem that's always going to be prevalent is taxes. We know that we have to pay taxes. It's a given. <laughs> Whether you're taxed now or you're taxed later. But remember those three categories. The employee, the self-employed person, uh, and the investor. So when we get to our first 
negative impact when it comes to taxes, the employee, as I was telling my amazing brand manager, it's like, hey, if you're an employee, you're taxed first. You, you get taxed, then you spend, uh, and then you deal with your debts, then you save. So it is a negative impact. So let me restate that again. Your tax, you spend, then you save. So that keeps you in a negative income. Our second major hurdle is debt. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get to debt, let me talk about um, inflation. So I... Today, I was having a great conversation with a person about sales tax. And I says, hey, you know what, whether I, you make a million dollars or 50000 uh, the gallon of milk and the sales tax on it is the same. So we show up at the same supermarket, uh, but who has the most negative impact when it comes to taxes um, and inflation as well? So when we start talking about inflation, so our income, often we get a 1%, 2 3% raise. Let me be very candid about it. Um, I, I worked for a bank and I thought I was like really winning when they were like, you're going to get like the biggest pool for a raise. And the raise amount was like 5% of my income. And I'm like, yes. And then I realized that inflation was at seven to eight and a half percent. So I'm like, oh, wow. And then I, I walk into my grandmother's house who was, at that time was on social security. And she says, oh, I want to tell you some great news. I'm going to get a cost of living uh, increase on my Social Security. And I says, well, Grandma, how much is it? And she was like, oh, it's like $7. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way that our income could keep up with the pace of inflation. So when people talk about the good old days and the cost of items, um, that gallon of milk, I, I keep on trying to figure out what, what changed with the gallon of milk <laughs> from, from 1983 to, you know, 2017. I was like, it still tastes the same to me. And I was like, <laughs> what, what was this major impact? But um, which there's many factors to that inflation. And we can definitely talk about uh, how inflation occurs and why it incur incurs. Um, so we'll talk about why it occurs. I'm sorry. And but what the second negative um, issue to your negative cash flow for those three individuals is again is you know inflation. So keeping pace with inflation, which is seven to eight percent. The third thing when we're talking about a negative cash flow, which is keeping us in negative cash flow, is debt. So when we talk about debt, we you know we have credit card bills, we have student loans, we have to pay our our, our utilities. Again, we're already in a negative cash flow with taxes, with inflation, and then we hit debt. It's like, oh goodness, now we gotta pay these bills. So we buy a bicycle for our son or daughter for Christmas um, at 23% interest rate on a credit card. And now we're circling back to pay for that bicycle. So this $99 bicycle, you're like, I'm gonna pay for it, but uh, since I'm already in a negative cash flow due to the other two incidents <laughs> that has happened, taxes and inflation, um, I'm going to just put it on the credit card. Um, and then when I get the credit card statement, I'm not going to pay for the bike in full because now it's added the 23% interest on there. And you're looking like, oh, wow. Well, I can always just pay $25. What's the minimum? $20, $25, $27. Next month, you, you add on something else. And you says, oh, well, I'm not going to pay it. But, you know, I'll pay $50. And remember, that bike is still not paid off. Third month, you go into it and you're like, oh, I made my, pay my credit card payment on time and all is well. So you're three months into this and that $99 bike is still not paid off. 
you're like, yeah, I'm going to pay $75. I'm going to increase my payment. So essentially you taken a $99 bike and turned it into a $300 bike by putting it on your credit card. So debt is our enemy. I tell people this debt is your enemy. Um, it's not a frenemy. <laughs> it's, it, don't be confused to be like, oh, it's like kind and it just kind of sneaks up on you. Debt is the enemy to ever reaching your financial goals. So when you think about that bike that you want to get your son or daughter for $99 and you're going to put it on a credit card, you're going to probably pay that credit card off in, you know, six to 12 months. If you're not paying it off right away that month, uh, you are majorly impacting one, your credit, uh, credit utilization. That's a separate subject matter, but ultimately you're keeping yourself in a negative cash flow situation. And, and again, if you're one of those three people in those categories, whether you're employed or on a fixed income, or if you a, or if you're self-employed slash entrepreneurs, we like to say, um, or if you an investor as well, um, and investors, you know, want to avoid debt. So our next thing about income shifting, we move right into big business. So this is a topic that I was, again, having a conversation with someone about. Big business um, is looking to you to keep their pockets full. McDonald's wants you to come. Walmart wants you to come. These people want you to come spend your money. So they're going to send you sales ads. They're going to shoot you emails on the discounts. Um, they play to you on, they play on you by utilizing holidays. So again, we're right, walking right into, um, we're walking right into November and we're gonna walk right into Thanksgiving. So which the next day is Black Friday. It's Black Friday because again, you are helping these, <laughs> these companies keep their pockets full. Black Friday, when I say this is when it's the opportunity for companies to come out of the, operating out of the red into the positive based upon your spending. Um, so again, I, I'm going to keep walking us back because I don't want to ever miss the opportunity. I talk fast too. I don't know why, but I, I'm just so excited and so passionate, um, about money and how to help people make great money moves. So the, the next thing is, 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 is big business. Big business is saying, come to red lobster is endless shrimp. They're like, hey, you know what? We bought this discount shrimp and we want you to come here and spend your money. Bring your girlfriend on a date, your wife, happy anniversary. We're all eating lobster. Uh, <laughs> but they're playing to this because they are actually calculating how many people are going to, when they're doing marketing, that they're calculating. Like this is the number of people that would potentially see this ad. These are the people that are coming in. Again, marketing is just playing to your emotion. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I went to Endless Shrimp. <laughs> red lobster it was like oh yeah i think i got there like on the last day like i was like i held out all this time and on the last day of the advertising i'm like shucks i forget it i'm there cheddar bay biscuits i'm there <laughs> but i understood what was happening i understand what's happening with uh, Walmart and Kmart, if there's one still open, I think only one or two are still open in Target. And what they're doing coming up for Black Friday is talking about these events in your life that you you think that you must participate in. So you're like, hey, I got to participate in Christmas. I have two small kids. We've bought into the idea of Santa Claus and we have to get decorations. Big business knows this. Like you need decorations, you need gifts, you need food, you need all of these things. And if you have not saved for these events, then you're taking yourself back into debt. You're buying a gallon of milk. 
on your credit card. And by the time you pay off that one gallon of milk, it as if you have purchased seven gallons of milk and you, you know, you're still sipping on that same one. So that, that's a huge problem. So four major impacts that are causing us to have negative cash flow. Um, and, and again, we're talking about income shifting. And when you want to shift it, you have to first understand the problem. And I know you're like, Nicole, you keep telling us over and over again what the problem is. Again, the problem, taxes. When you deal with your taxes, you can then deal with your negative income. The next thing is inflation. There's nothing we can do about inflation. Inflation will occur. It will occur. That's so funny. I always say the word wrong. Uh, <laughs> and then we deal with debt. Um, when you're dealing with your debts uh, and you know that you're trying your best to minimize your debts, you can eliminate negative cash flow. The next thing is, and the last and final thing is big business. Um, when it gets to big business, you buy into the idea of Valentine's Day. Uh, Halloween was $6 billion, six with a B, billion dollars in spending. Christmas, reports come out, we're looking at the news, we're like, oh, we're not going to buy as much and we're not going to do as much, but we're still going to do something as it relates to spending when it comes to Christmas. So big business knows this. Now, of course, if you, whether it's Christmas, if it's Hanukkah, is it Kwanzaa, <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. December is always a month to remember for big business. That they know that they're going to enrich themselves. Um, and you are going to either draw yourself into a space of debt. And if you've planned and saved for it, which is awesome. And I, I truly hope that you've, you plan to spend. And I'm going to talk about the, you know, the planning to spend later as well in the podcast. So usually during this segment of the podcast, we talk about uh, money moves um, and positive, positive ways to, you know, fix this. So let, let's talk about, you know, four ways that we can fix our four problems. So our very first, our very first tip to fix our negative cash flow and bring us to a space of income shifting is fix your taxes. <laughs> fix your taxes. I want, I want you to be very clear. When you go to work and you work for a company, you're going to be taxed generally anywhere from 28% to 33%. 28 to 33% of your income is going to leave. So I always advise, especially when I'm working with uh, my, my mentees, when they start talking about salary negotiation, I talk about salary with the taxes in mind. So I was like, what do you want to really take home in your pocket is the salary and let us do some calculation so you can negotiate better. This, that's a great tip for you to take in mind because most people say, oh, I just want to make $100,000 or I'm an attorney. I want to make two fifty. dollars You know, I'm a doctor. I want, you know, I should be at two seventy five, three hundred, dollars or, you know, I'm a social worker. I want to be at 50000 whatever your profession calls for. Negotiate that with your taxes in mind because it's going to be deducted first. Like you don't even get an opportunity to deduct it uh, when you are an employee. So I don't even say deduct it. I say they take it. <laughs> Taxes are taken from you. Uh, I was like, at least I want to put the money in my hand and then decide to pay it. And when you're a business owner, this is the benefit of being a business owner. Business owners, they do the work. Then they spend. Then they're taxed. Employees are taxed. 
then <laughs> they do the work, they're taxed, then they spend. I'll say it again just in case you missed it. Because when I figured it out, I had an aha moment. And I was like, hey, as an employee, so I'm taxed. I work, I'm taxed, and then I spend. And then I save as well. Somewhere in there. That, that saving is always kind of last. Um, unless you have automatic withdrawal, then it can be up there with the taxes. And most of us uh, don't think like that, most. Um, there's, you know, a great talented uh, 10th that does. So, but business owners, business owners, they do the work. The work is performed. They then spend, then they're taxed. Then they pay taxes, and they're, they're paying a reduced amount of taxes as well. So business owners are generally paying on average 15, I'm sorry, 13 to 22% in taxes. Again, business owners are paying less than employees. So if you've been thinking about an entrepreneur for no other reason, to become an entrepreneur is to be taxed less. Just FYI, I had to plug that one in there. It is the year of the entrepreneur. <laughs> And then, remember I told you, three categories. And then there's the investor. That's that person who make that money work for them. So they're not providing any labor. They're just saying, hey, you know what? I bought a house. Uh, I collect some rent. Maybe I have a property manager. Maybe I got some money in the stock market. The money's working. So the money works. Remember, listen to this closely. The money works. You don't work. The money works. You can then spend those dividend checks or those rental income checks or whatever investment you get into, you can spend that money. Then you can, t uh, then you're taxed. And then also in addition to that, you're taxed generally um, less than 10% on those, in on that investment income. So I want to make sure that I'm very clear about this. Um, being an investor is where you want to be. And, of course, you can work to get there, um, especially in a money situation. That's where you want to be. So, again, an, one of the tips is to adjust your taxes. And, and a lot of times we can give ourselves a raise. We can give ourselves a raise on our job by just taking a look at that W-4 form and just trying to determine it, taking it to our accountant and actually figuring out what's our exemptions, what's our allowances, how many people we can claim on it. Most individuals don't have that baseline knowledge. I remember at 16 at my very first job, it was like looking at this tax form and it was like uh, in simple layman's terms, they're like, hey, how much money do you want to um, have taken out your check? And it's like, okay, well, I don't want to owe Uncle Sam money. <laughs> and so I, I want to, you know, pay more in taxes so I don't owe and then therefore I can get a refund. And I'm like, that's not really a refund when you think about it. Because there is a percentage in which you should be taxed. Um, you should know that percentage based upon your income and whatever you're going to be able to deduct and your tax credits and all of that great stuff and reason why you need to see a tax professional to have your W-4s completed. So that, that is both your federal and your state uh, documents so you can have your federal and state taxes withdrawn from your paycheck. I don't say, with, I, I'm stop saying withdrawn, taken. <laughs> they just took your tax money. Um, with that being said, a lot of times we're overpaying. So you're getting a refund. So basically you gave the government a loan um, and they're going to give you your money back. They're going to give you your change back with no interest. 
doesn't sound good. I overpay you. You give me my money back in one time. However, you've collected interest on my money. You've spent my money um, however you wanted to spend it. Uh, let's hope on all good positive things and, you know, not taking trips to uh, Fort Knox with your wife. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, just flying around town, just talking to people. Uh, no references to any of the administration currently. However... <laughs> It's not a refund. At this point, it's a loan. You loan the government your money. So when you start thinking about things, and again, that's mindset to the income shift. That's a ref what you guys call a tax refund check is actually uh, is a loan repayment. The government is now repaying you for the money, the, the excessive amount of money that you paid into um, the system by, you know, way of your paycheck they're saying hey you know what we'll give it back to you no interest sorry no big deal and you accept this and we we think that you know it's a windfall and it's all great um you got to get smarter on your taxes you get i'm not saying be you know no tax code backwards and forward but at minimum hire a great tax professional hire an enrolled agent hire a cpa get an accountant um and a lot of times we want to pull out you know we want to Google it and then say, okay, we know it. Uh, but Google it doesn't give you a degree in, you know, taxation <laughs> or it doesn't give you a degree in law. So hire someone. We hire, you know, someone for everything else. So let, let's be mindful of our money. The next um, tip in order to get you from that negative cash flow and truly get you to an income shift is you need some more income. Um, we all know we went from, hey, we need three streams of income to five streams to seven streams. And I just recently I heard someone say, oh, you need 12 streams of income. And I'm thinking like, wow, <laughs> we, we're going to really exchange our time for money at this point. Um, so for those, you know, corporate um, individuals, it's like, OK, I got to get two jobs and, you know, sell Tupperware as well. <laughs> So you're going to be mindful in obtaining some business income because, again, that business income is going to be taxed less. So if you are a full-time employee, um, great opportunity to sell some Tupperware, Mary Kay, do some network marketing, uh, write a book, sell an e-book. There's other ways of making money. So once you get that bump from your taxes, the second thing is to get some business income because, again, this is income that comes directly to you. It's taxed a little bit later. Um, so therefore you can deal with um, your financial situation and which is going to walk me down the path of saying you can now deal with paying your debt. Um, so again, bumping your income, a correction in your taxes brings more dollars back into your pocket. So you bring those do dollars back into your pocket. Don't spend them. Do not go to endless shrimp at Red Lobster. What you need to do is pay off that bike that you didn't pay triple time for. <laughs> you didn't pay $300 for a $99 bike. So you want to take, I don't care if it's $20 or $25, you take those dollars and you apply that to that debt. Um, this is how you get uh, financial freedom. The next tip uh, to definitely move it is credit. Credit. When I talk about credit, uh, credit is super important. Um, when we have bad credit, we pay more. Sounds crazy. Uh, but what the bank say, say is, hey, you're higher risk. But it's like, clearly, I've mismanaged my money. 
So why would you charge me more? Um, there's a running joke in my household. My son and I, we go to a high-end um, auto shop um, for repairs and services and things like that. And my son, uh, at the time, 17 years old, he's standing there and he says, Mom, every time you go to this you know, Mercedes-Benz um, dealership, they give you free stuff. <laughs> like you get a free hat, you get free soda, you get like the best customer service, you got like a, a low interest rate. And he was like, I went with, you know, my friend's mom and we, you know, went to, you know, Dobbs or Firestone or something like that. No diss to Dobbs or Firestone. They all work just as fine. Uh, and he was like, I had to pay for my soda there. <laughs> What's the difference? And, and I was like, credit. Credit. When you when you truly think about when you lower you, when you lower those interest rates, you're able to buy more. So you, you made my sister and I. She pays the same amount um, for her uh, Pontiac <laughs> Grand Am that I pay for Mercedes Benz. Our our payments are exactly the same. And it's like how how is this possible? You have a fifty thousand dollar car and I have a twenty five thousand dollar car. And I was like, it's credit. You're your credit has reduced, um, which causes the banks to think of you as a higher risk. Um, and and I ha I'm definitely saying this in an elementary term. You can feel free to hit me up on social media, um, email me, and we can talk high level about this. And, and I, I'll be happy to do so. But ultimately, you become a risk. So when you become a risk, the banks are taking their money on the front end. Because they don't have, <laughs> they don't feel like, hey, you're going to make it all the way through the loan. So we're going to charge a higher rate of interest. So therefore, we can make our money back quickly. Uh, so stay focused on your credit. And credit has become like the new cool. Like credit is the new black. <laughs> I've never seen so much transparency about money. I think when I was younger, we didn't talk about credit. We didn't talk about money or the only time you heard about money was like in a braggadocious way with a, you know, a hip hop star or something like that. Or I, I used to watch the uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Uh, I don't have an English accent, so I won't, you know, try to, you know, redo that. Uh, and, and now I think it's like the secret life of the rich, the super rich. I'm like, dog, this has gotten bigger than the rich and famous. <laughs> But like when, when I thought about money in the essence, it was like, okay, this is MTV Cribs. Now I'm really telling my age. Um, but nonetheless, it was like, oh my goodness, you see MTV Cribs, these people must have lots of money. Um, but in just natural conversations, I, I know in my household, it, we didn't talk about money. Um, and that's definitely probably going to be another podcast of just talking about the, 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 the psychological impacts of poverty and how it impacts us now for those people that experience it and also for those people who had not um who says hey you know what my parents were well prepared um they have me financially prepared when i was 15 16 17 years old when i was 20 when i got out of college i was prepared because my parents taught me that and then there's people whom whose parents never taught them that so they're just kind of learning it you know they're just kind of learning it as they go um but let me stay on topic so the <laughs> the next tip the fourth tip uh, and I, let me reiterate those tips again. It's, you know, if you want to get from a negative cash flow and have a good income shift, it's going to be taxes. Um, adjust your taxes. Get a tax professional. Give yourself a raise with your taxes by adjusting your W-4. The next one is business income. Consider, um, you know, doing some, you know, 
network marketing, uh, consider, you know, babysitting or tutoring or piano lessons. I always tell people, do something that you love. Don't just go get a second job so you can be dreadful. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to work from, you know, 9 to 5, and then I'm also going to work from 5 to 5.30 to 9.30. It, you know, something that I truly dislike. You, if you're going to exchange your time, it, at least make it beautiful. It, at least make it fulfilling, impactful to your life. Uh, the next thing is credit. Um, credit our, our bad credit hurts you. You're going to pay more for the same thing that a person is paying less for. Um, you're paying your crazy interest rates on cars and crazy interest rates on credit cards. And so you're, you're getting less, but you're paying, spending more. So be mindful of your credit, uh, credit karma, credit sesame, all of these places. I'm like, there's commercials for credit, like check your credit. Uh, credit is cool now. <laughs> and then the last thing is investments. You must invest. Um, a lot of times people mix saving and investing uh, they mix it up, and it's not something that should be commingled together. Uh, investing is, you know, definitely an action in which you take your money, your your hard-earned money, which you've made, uh, <laughs> whether as an employee or, or you know, selling it wrap. It, it works, the wraps and things like that. And you're going to take a little bit of a risk. So whether you're going to buy real estate and, you know, put a tenant in there, or if you're going to buy real estate and, you know, flip it, or if you're going to the stock market, or if you're going to Forex, or whatever you take your time and invest money, know that there's a risk, and but there's great reward. And as I stated earlier, in one of those three categories, the investor is the one that's paying the least in taxes. The investor is also the one that is is paying, um, that's often spending. They're able to spend more, um, and the investor is also the one that has more time because the money is working for them. So with that being said, those are my four um, issues as it relates to negative cash flow and how to income shift. Um, I, and those four are, are taxes, inflation, um, debts, and big business are causing you to have a negative cash flow. And when you're ready to income shift, there's four tips to help you. One of those is considering um, adjusting your taxes accordingly. Uh, see a professional. The next one is business income. Start thinking about entrepreneurship and credit. And then lastly, it's investing. That's all I have for you today. Thank you, wonderful podcast listeners. You're listening to Nicole McBee from the Money Machine Podcast. Thanks and have a great day. You are listening to the Money Machine Podcast with Nicole McBee.